folks, you're very welcome along to the LCC Monday Night TTM show. Delighted as always to have Mr. Harvey, Mr. Kelly with us. And of course, a lot to discuss today. And uh, as we look forward to it and reflect back on the weekend, what a busy weekend it was. Brilliant weekend for the GA. The uh, anniversary, the 100-year anniversary of Bloody Sunday was so, so well done. And uh, our, our uh, congratulations to uh, Mick Foley, the Corkman. We'll be very friendly with Mick. Delighted to see all his hard work and the efforts that he made on that being recognised. So well done to him. Our special guest tonight is the one and only Tyrone player, Niall Sutton, a man who has uh, temporarily re- uh, transferred over to Fermanagh, where he is working and sporting a very, very nice uh, works for a jersey, Niall. Very impressed with mm-hmm. You're looking the part. Thank you. <laughs> Next thing you'll be taking up Horton. No, I'll not be doing that now. <laughs> I tried a bit of it with the remore now, but... Uh, I usually kicked the ball. That was as far as it went. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Before we really get on the way, a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, County Camogues on Saturday, myself and Benny. And by golly, was up in uh, Cross McGlen on Saturday and the Camogues came up short against their mob, but a brilliant performance from them and well done to them. Um, I have to say, the, the weekend's football, the uh, performance, obviously, the Leinster final was a bit of a damp scrub. We might talk about that after. But the wins for Tipperary and Cavan on Sunday, absolutely superb. And I mean, listen, you talk about old-fashioned football, hunger and passion and commitment and, and wanting to win the dirty ball and, and, and so on. And we just throw back to a different age, Cavan Kelly, when you think of the uh, how, how Cavan um, came into that match as huge underdogs, but the, the tenacity and the aggression and the, and the determination, mm-hmm. plus the decent scores saw them through. I know that. No, look, at the, listen, there's no point. I didn't see that coming. I actually fancy Tipperary. I think I told you that. I fancy Tipperary to, to overturn Cork because um, I just felt the way the thing was this year with, with it being a state knockout. Um, you know, Cork, Cork having to get extra time to get over Limerick. And I'm sure they got an awful boost when they got into the change rooms that day to hear that Cork had beaten Kerry. So it sort of opened the whole thing up. But uh, Cavan... You know, um, definitely the story of the championship. Um, they were they were taken to every every game they weren't well apart from Malcolm and every game they weren't expected to win. And it'd probably be fair to say too, um, maybe that's something to do with the fact that they are Ulster champions. But probably the worst performance they had this year was the one team they're expected to beat was was Antrim. That was probably their worst performance. Just watching TV, you know, they weren't. Weren't expected to beat Monaghan. They weren't favourites against Down. Uh, they were favourites against Anthem, and they weren't favourites yesterday. And their, their poorest performance probably come against Anthem, and Anthem hit a lot of wides. But you have to give it to Gavin. Like we've talked about that before. Obviously, you need a lot of skill and, but you know, commitment and will to win and spirit and all definitely still take you most away. And that that Gavin epitomised that yesterday. You know, even when the uh, when they lost, I thought the two black cards were very harsh. But the first one, uh, you know, they were they were really really under the cosh when I think they were they were right scored seven one. Donegal hit seven points from that first black card. They really made the most of it. You thought, hey, they're going to kick on, but again, you have to you know the keeper played a real captain's part, made a crucial save at that stage, and. Um, you know, people even thought, myself included, that Donegal would kick on the second half, but they didn't. Kevin stuck to the task at hand and and uh, worthy winners and, and good luck to him. 23 years is a long wait. Yeah, indeed. Damien, I'm just thinking there, uh, Kevin mentioned something uh, briefly there just about um, 
uh, Tipperary and Cork, and the fact that Cork probably were going in as, as favourites and so on. Do you think the fact that they beating Tyrone and beating Armagh, beating Armagh very convincingly, and Cavan, no disrespect to them, but I mean, very, very few people, boogies included, huge odds. Do you think that that impact on, on, on Donegal's flat performance? I think maybe Donegal maybe bought into the hype a wee bit too much. Like they were 10 to 1 on, I think, to beat Cavan, uh, which is ridiculous odds in a, in a two horse race. Um, but you can see they, they were just did a very flat performance. You know, I think Peter Canavan mentioned before the game, I think, I think it was astute, astute analysis on his behalf. He just, he just said, look, that he felt that Cavan uh, needed to be in the game at half time and that very much they were in the game at half time. Um, and if they, if they were at that stage, then they, they would might be a kick on them. Um, and as was like Mickey Hart mentioned as well, the fact that you know you need to be you need to be in these games, you need to stay in the game as long as possible. Um, and then you need to bring Donny to new places and ask them hard questions. And there's no doubt about it. Um, I think the venue actually suited Kevin as well. I think that you know the. In fact, they had played in the athletic rounds the previous week, so or the yeah the previous week in the, in the semi-final, so they had a good sort of good vibe about the place, um, and you could see their work rate was outstanding, and you just got the feeling this Donegal team were waiting to spark, but they never sparked, and the longer the game goes on, the harder the questions become for for Donegal, and um, you know I thought. You know, Patton's a very, very good goalkeeper. Um, but I was listening to the commentary actually on on uh, on RTE at the time, whenever the it was coming near the end of the game, and uh, Kev McStay's talked about how brilliant Patton was to punch the ball clear for the you know the previous prior to the goal, he made a really good clearance. And he punched it out. I always worry about the goalkeeper punching the ball. I really do, and it just it was the second punch. That landed straight into the, the, the hands of the Calvin man and he buried it in the net. And that's that was the difference. That was the that was the killer strike at the right time in the game to end the end the game, really, as a contest. Uh, but fair play to Calvin, stuck at it. It's a remarkable achievement. When you consider they came from the preliminary round to win that, and yeah. what they did, what they did to come back against Monaghan in the opening round, um it's a fantastic achievement for them, and they are nuts about their football down there. We know that because we, we were very great with it with David Donahue there, the the the, the, the captain commentator, uh, and the lads down there. You know how much they think of their games and their football, and it was a, it's a remarkable achievement for them. And fair play to them. You know, we're, we, you're only um, too happy to see a county that works that hard at its games, and I think it knocks the whole thing about Division Three. You know, not being able to compete in the yeah, you know, and a two-tier championship. That's it. That's it. Put to bed, I think, for a while. Well, I'm just thinking there. Uh, obviously, Donny Gold didn't go out just to, to to play to play as flatly as they did, but they were mm-hmm. lacking. They were lacking the ground. And I mean, somebody mentioned to me today that uh, the 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 wing half forward, the number ten, didn't start, and uh, the, the thought process was that he was being rested for the semi-final. Well, he'd be well rested now, but I mean, did that give an insight into the thinking of uh, of Gall? I don't know, but you know, Kieran Thompson, like number ten, is a he's a super player, and I know against us in the last couple of games, he he was really standing out. So I couldn't understand why he wasn't playing. I thought maybe it would have been injury, but he, he came on then. 
Mm. Um, so I, I don't I don't know, but mentality is massive because, as you said, there were beating Armagh and beating us before. You know, Donegal were coming in, and I thought that they would have had the leaders like of Murphy and McHugh. But it's hard, you know, once it creeps in, and I'm sure maybe in training during the week, all that talk that we're going to be the ones we're taking on Dublin, it, it gets into your head. And I was just even thinking about Cork as well. You see it so ha- happen so often in sport. You get a big performance against, you know, you're coming in as an underdog. Then next thing you're playing and your your favourites. And Cork just look flat in their, you know, Cork were they're a very young team too as well. Um, and Tip just had them, but you have to give credit to Tipperary and Calvin um, because Calvin, you know, went at Donegal and so did Tip right from the start. You look at the two starts, Tipperary burst out of the blocks, so did um, so did Calvin as well, and that's massive. And staying in the game is so important too. I suppose Mickey Graham and I would have talked about how important it was. Certainly to have a decent start, but they, they couldn't afford. I think it was talking about Johnny Michael Holman to say that there's no way they can give Donegal that type of start that they give to Down or give to to, to uh, Monaghan. Um, and they, they really did start well with those early points, you know. But I mean, football still managed, as Kevin said, they had seven points without, you know, or seven points from one. They outscored them during that first black card, harsh black card that it was. Um, and, you know, at that stage, you'd have thought, here, listen. We've got the shackles off us now. Let's go. But it didn't happen for Donegal in any respect. No, it didn't. And, you know, you looked at the last game, our man, Donegal, just went on a spree. But, you know, all crap to Calvin. Like, they just, just hung in there. I remember there was a chance going through and boys were diving, blocking the ball. And, you know, just they were hungry and they were ravenous. And I think they knew if we can get this into half time mm-hmm. and, you know, get through this period and keep it tight, that... You know, we're, we're well in this game and, you know, they did that. And even I thought the second black yard as well, harsh enough as it was too, but they dealt really well with it and their game management. And they obviously learned from the, from the first time. But, yeah, I think everybody was expecting Donegal to have an extra kick, but Calvin just didn't didn't let it happen. And, really? you know, you just have to say that too as well. Like, But Donegal, I don't know, just I think we were all expecting them to come and you know they're key players the thing but you know all due credit to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, do you think that the people in the media and, and maybe going to go to an extent underestimate the worth and quality of this Kevin side because some of the scores that they hit yesterday and and, and I suppose simply enough pitch and everything else, but the way they handled the conditions, I mean their attack, their timing, their support, I mean they didn't spill too many key areas, you know, and was that down to skill or was it down Kevin as much the hunger and that you know that when you really really want it more than your opponent type situation well of course you have to have that Noel but I think we'll be doing Kevin injustice to say if they weren't had an enormous amount of skill they've, they've got very very good players they've showed it throughout the championship but maybe we were guilty maybe of, of putting or the media maybe was guilty of putting Donegal on the pedestal like at the end of the day I suppose you know Tyrone and, and Donegal and Bally Buffet everybody's deemed it as lost the final and you know I would still say if, if Tyrone had come out of Bally Buffet that day, I think there would have won Ulster. Um, I just think there's something about that Donegal team we, we remarked on last week about you know, they've won five Ulsters in the last what eight or nine years, but it seems to be something missing whenever they, you know, they get to a certain stage of the championship. And perhaps yesterday it just come a, a game or two earlier than, than, than it normally does, but 
you know, Calvin done all the things you talked about there, but like there's no doubt he's mentioned there now, mentioned there too. The start was imperative, you know, even though Donegal did have that good spell with the, with the extra man, but the fact that Calvin got off to five one or five two started, you know, this was probably what Mickey Graham and Dermot McCabe were, were hoping for, and you know. Once, once that was ingrained into that, you know, they looked at the scoreboard and they seen themselves four or five points up. They thought, well, here, you know, maybe we, we can win this. Why, why can we not win it? And it's like everything else too, when I suppose, especially in finals, and, but in championship matches especially, you know, every team's going to have their their, their spell. Donegal Raleigh's going to have a spell in the first half. And, and probably, um, I know the remarked on TV that Donegal had the wind. I don't know how big a factor that was, but, um, probably the fact that Gavin went in at half time still very much in the game was uh you know they probably broke the game down. Let's be in let's be in contention here at the water break, let's be in contention at half time. You know, going into the last quarter, it doesn't matter uh who the favourites are, if, if it's taken into the last quarter, it's anybody's game. And that's the way it was. And looking at the T V yesterday, you just thought, as I mentioned there earlier, there was a goal chance in the in the first when there were Donegal had axed them on and they were going well. It was saved. And then there was twice in the second half, again, uh, Gallagher made another great save. And I think there was one cleared off the line. You just felt at that time, maybe this is Calvin's day. And they probably grew in stature as well. And, and their big players all come to the fore. And obviously, uh, Mickey Graham has got something when, you know, you've seen his club success a few years ago down in Leinster. And uh, obviously, McCabe's a, a Calvin legend. So, they got the mix right, and I, I, they're not, you're not here, but I, I think Donegal probably were guilty of, of looking the, um, a game ahead. Yeah, yeah, Damien. Um, I'm not not <laughs> Donegal, but when they needed big leaders yesterday, when they needed people to step up to the plate, it didn't happen, and and there were mistakes made by players that you normally wouldn't associate. And I think before we came on air, maybe we were chatting about the goalkeepers punching the ball. I was think goalkeepers punching the ball is an Italian soccer thing. It's not something that you know. Uh, uh, watching his punching of the ball a couple of times, I just thought he was set himself up for uh, for a fall. Yeah, and I think I was just you know the, the way the ball just fell to to Conor Madden. I think that was Conor Madden. I uh, written saying he was just in the field only a few minutes because he, he spent ten minutes in the bin. And yet, listen, I think Kevin actually spent a third of that much with. A player less, you know, they were down to fourteen men for mm-hmm. a third of that much, um. So he was just back on the field after that. What it was a bit of a, I think the the two black card decisions were were harsh, um, to say the least, um. But it just shows you the instinctive nature of once the ball fell to Madden, he just he knew where the he knew where the net was and he just they buried it. But yeah, when you see the goalkeepers punching the ball, it's not a it's not a good sign. It really isn't a good sign, um. Uh, there are times when you ha- maybe have to do it in a ruck of players, but I, d- I didn't feel he was under that much pressure at that time. Um, and it was just a mistake that he made. And in fairness, like he has been outstanding for Donegal this year. Uh, he, he, he's a brilliant, brilliant goalkeeper. Um, but he'll, he'll, you know, he'll live to regret that one and he'll look back at it and say, you know, it's the wrong thing to do. But he, uh, uh, you know, Kevin's already mentioned it. Um, Mickey Graham has got something like that team struggled throughout the league this year again. Um, they're not, they don't look like a firing old Saunders when it comes to league football, but they, you know, they're, I think that's, was that their second 
that was their second Ulster final in a row, Kevin. So you got to give them credit for for that. And you know, if you hang about long enough in Ulster finals, your day will come. And it, it came for them yesterday. And I am sure you saw some of the celebrations last night um, around Breffney Park and the rest of Kevin. I would say they are really enjoying it. Um, there's some the social media is full of uh, great sites i'm sure around calvin in, the, in these days and you know it's they've an all-ireland semi-final to look forward to against dublin and the thing about calvin they'll not care less about dublin you know they're not and i'm not saying they're going out to beat dublin because uh, or they'll beat dublin because we know what dublin's like but they will not go in with the same fear as other leinster teams seem to have begun in against them in, the, in recent times yeah you mentioned there or Jimmy mentioned there other leinster teams uh the Saturday night's final was a damp scrub, it was poor stuff. There wasn't a bit of advertisement for football. Uh, I read somewhere, somebody tweeted that the National Championship was dead. Forget about it. Is it just handled the clubs at the start of the year and be done with it? Yeah, it was It was very disappointing now. And, you know, it was, I think it was Whelan said in RT that if it was half-time and there was a crowd there, most of them probably would have been going home at that stage because the game, game was done. I expected more from me, to be honest. Um Thought they started rightly, um, but again, their confidence seemed to sap. I mean, Dublin mm-hmm. just, you know, got them for the kick out. I think it was O'Callaghan came and broke up and back in at And after that, just, you know, kind of was naive. Just, oh. I, I think it is mentality as well. Like, I just don't think they, I don't know, but I'm sure, I don't think the Leinster teams would believe that they can beat Dublin. Like, uh, and that's hard because I know even Jerry McIntyre, like, he's such a, a proud Mies man, like, and Mies have, you know, very good players there, like, but, um, as, you know, you look at the other provincial championships and then you look at that, so it's, it's disappointing, I think, it's that 10 in a row now for Dublin, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Hard to believe, yeah. you know, that, um, as Neil says there, you know, there's lots of, I mean, the history of Mies football and, the, and those proud men, I think of the team of the, of the 80s and the 80s, I mean, and, and we always say we were we in touch with Bernard Flynn quite often, and it must it must be off of Kevin for the guys that got to watch the likes of Saturday's performance and go, where's it all gone wrong? Well, they just went me always are good footballers, but they just went from one extreme to another. I know it used to be they'd tramp over the tappy and walk over you and and then they went from that to sorry. That was just at the band for you. Aye, but they went from that to not laying a hand on you. You know mm. what I mean? It was very much like basketball, like somebody uh you know, in the last 17 years, Dublin has won more Lancet titles in the last 17 years than Throne have won Ulsters in their whole history. So, you know, Dublin have won 16 in the last 17 Ulster titles, or Lancet titles, Throne have won 15 Ulsters. So it just goes to show you, you know, back in the day, and you think of the, 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 that great Offaly team with Matt Connor and that on it, you know, Offaly were there for three or four years. There was, there was nothing between the teams. You know, Paddy O'Shea, God rest them, come along and and took Westmeath to the to the Lancer title, Mick O'Dwyer, or or took uh, Kildare to the to the Lancer title. You know, Leash Leash come along there, like the main ter- Leash playing Tyrone in the National League Division One final in two thousand and three. You know, Leash were one of the top teams in the country back then. So they always seem to be a, a, a different team coming along in Lancer every three or four years. But this last this last ten years has been it's been awful, and you know. You were thinking, I don't know, um, I'm sure McEntee had, had me well prepared, but you know, if he does stay on, you'd be thinking how 
How's that gap going to be bridged, or how do you? Because I say Dublin are just a Dublin are just a machine, and we all know that. But again, you just were wondering what the lack of it was in a what the, what what sort of football they could play if it was like the sort of conditions in Ballybuffet or or provincial ground like that. There, you know what I mean? It's it's uh, I'm sure it's, it's a lot easier playing on the carpet at Croke Park. Well, we we saw them play. You mentioned Ballybuffet. They came to Omo on Saturday night in the rain and the wind and all that. And uh, we saw that night when, you know, and credit to them, okay, but I mean, Tyrone that night just, not the summer to the, the Kerry uh, Tyrone game, but I mean, it was all about making the best of the conditions and, and, and Dublin are not found wanting, but Tyrone got the better off them. Now, so I hear it say that the weekend uh, that Stephen Cluxton has 16 Leinster championships, which would make him third in the role of honour of all the counties. Yes, I, I've seen. Incredible, isn't it? You know, you think even a, wasn't it Paul Hurdy from you know across McLean too? Hasn't he got something like eight? I'm not sure, but even the Kernans, but like to be third on the list, that's that's unbelievable achievement. And you have to you have to give credit to the Dubs. I know we're chatting about the other teams and the lack of entertainment, but the Dubs are just so ruthless, aren't they? Like, and when they have you there, like even three or four points up, they are just their next score, next score, next score, and you're not getting back into that game, like, and, you know, um, but, as you say, like, you know, um, Maeve didn't really lay a glove on them, like, you know, you look, Kevin, I think the match yesterday was in their passage in the second half, where just they were in, and they were in Donegal's faces, I don't know if you remember the free kick over at the side, and, like, Maeve just didn't do that. No Crow Park, it's a big pitch and all that too as well, of course. Um, but you've got to bring that manic aggression and especially if you want to get close to Dublin, like, you know, really. Well, yeah, just watching it, I think, Damien, this one's for you. Um, a lot of talk about Dublin and the attacking force they are. And when they do break from the defence, the pace at which they break is incredible. And the target men they have and the way they use them, super to, and, you know, transition, as they call it. But, I mean, the number of times that they would have had 13 men, I mean, I'm just thinking the very first attack that Meath had, they had a half chance of a goal, but I, I counted and I think that inside the, the large part of Elegant, maybe 11 Dublin players very rarely is that ever mentioned or ever acknowledged because first of all, Dublin run up huge scores and they attack a serious pace They do, and they use their, their midfielders very well, like Fenton's one of these guys that seems to transition out of defence very quickly he's a really good ball carrier and he can kick scores for Dublin as well. And I think when you you see your midfielders doing that, um, it sort of covers up a lot. People look at it and think, oh, well, you know, you know, their midfield scoring, they're great great attacking score. You've got Kenny up front, boys like that that are banging over the scores. And it just it hides a lot. It really does. But um okay. bottom line is Dublin sat about for decades and then suddenly they decided to get themselves organized and what you're seeing is a really cohesive unit at this stage, a county management committee and a you know county CEO and and John Coslow, who's got their act together, just totally understand how to run a county outfit, um, and they get on with it. They do it very very efficiently and very well, and you know you can we up and win all you want. There's still 15 players out in the pitch. You know Dublin don't have 30 players out in that pitch. They have 15 very good footballers out in that pitch. Every other county is starting to be exactly the same. And, you know, you can yap and whinge about it or you can knuckle down and get on with it and change your attitude, change your 
change whatever has to be changed in the background to make it happen. But, you know, they've set the blueprint quite literally. They've gone on. They're going to hang about for a while. Everybody else has got to step up or, or go home. Um, but to fold in the way that some of these teams are folding, given the tradition of their own counties, um, it's, you know, they should be looking inwards instead of yapping about Dublin. Kevin, yeah. what Damien says is obviously is, is pertinent and to the point, but it, it must be somewhat soul-destroying if you're out on the pitch and there's a blue wave, as they talk about, a blue wave coming at you and they just open you up and you just get the feeling that if Dublin needed to score seven goals, Kevin, they could do it because the way they play, the speed of what's the transition and they always try to create that wee pocket of space in behind mm-hmm. the wing half-forwards or wing, wing half-backs are coming through, or even the cornerbacks now in some cases are coming through a serious pace and they can pop the ball in and create goal-scoring chances. What do you do? Oh, that and 18 rocks goal epitomise it all. Like, you know, all these, they always seem to take the right option too, you know, they always seem to give it to the, the right man that's running. But I'm just delighted to listen to that night on the TV. There was no word to blanket defence because I, I lost count of the number of times, the number 13 and number 15 were back in their own lane. But I think they have a different uh, explanation for that. It's whatever... May the defence, the commentators have their own narrative on that. But listen, Dublin are they're they're a very good team. There's absolutely no getting away from that, and that's why they're favourites for all Ireland yet again this year. But um, you know, as I say, it, it, I think I think the Leinster Council must be you know wondering what where they go from here because um, as Niall said, I think that's ten in a row. Like you can't you can't see where where that's going where that run's going to stop. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's they're just, you know, they're just so far ahead of the pack, and you just be wondering, you know, you're talking about not, you know, teams there, division three teams or whatever, going into the, a different tiered championship. You just be wondering why, you know, what is is there is there any much point in having a Leinster championship? Being brutally honest, because you know you go into Ulster and it showed there yesterday, you know, um, like again going back to Cavan, like Cavan. You know, they won an Ulster title, but they beat, you know, don't forget they beat two Division One teams on the way to that Ulster title. So, they, you know, nobody can say that they squeezed in through the back door, so to speak. You know, we go to Connacht there, you've got, you know, Mayo and, and Galway and to lesser extent Ross Common, at least. You have, you have a competitive nature there. You're, you're in Munster there. You know, Kerry, a lot of people's uh, outside favourites for the Champions All-Ireland. You know, Cork took them out then, Tipperary took Cork out. So, it's competitive everywhere you look, but you just look at the Leinster Championship. And that me team, I think, went into that final on Saturday night. Somebody had said that scored 12 goals in the last two championship games. So, you know, if that me team can score 12 goals again in two Leinster Championship matches, you know, uh, they wouldn't have got 12 shots away against D- Dublin on, on Saturday night. So, yeah. It begs the question now about how good the rest of the teams are in Leinster when me. Rattle in a you know a serious scoreline like they, like they did against Kildare particularly. But tell me this now, just you know moving on from from obviously Dublin are serious hot favourites. How do you see the rest of the All Ireland, the three semi finals panning out and eventually the final? Is it set up for uh, Dublin and Derry, or do you see it as a Cavan Mayo game? Here it's, it's twenty twenty, isn't it? I think anything could happen. You know, if I'm obviously going to say now, I think it's set up for a Dublin Mayo final. Um, but you, you just you just don't know. Uh, this year it keeps giving. It's the year of the underdog. You look at Dungan, you know, winning Tyrone. You know, there's many 
other ones there, the two games yesterday. But I, I would expect, uh, I think Dublin will get over Cavan and I think Mayo will be tip. But I, you know, I hope I hope they're going to be good competitive games. And you know, as someone you know, I think it was Damien mentioned there, like Cavan will have no fear of Dublin. Like they'll definitely go into that game and they'll go and they'll enjoy it. And they will lay a glove on on Dublin. So will Tipperary as well. Tipperary are very good side and they've been in the well they're in semi-finals before. But I just think Mayo and Dublin will um, have too much and that'll lead to the final. And I would like to see Mayo probably win it just for just, I'm sure a lot of people would. I just think um, they've been there, thereabouts. But it's, it is hard to look past, obviously, the dogs again. Yeah. I suppose, Kevin, there's, there's the, uh, the romance, the whole thing about Kevin and the whole thing, obviously, Tipperary and, and that and the jersey. And I have to say, you mentioned there about the jersey. I was hugely impressed. I love the colour of the jersey, a real tradition, G1. And there's just something about it. And, and, and I would say, if I was a Tipperary player, I'd be asking, can we wear this jersey again in the final? You know, because I'm not saying that, that it's a lucky woman, but uh, what do you think, Kevin? Would it, would it be one that you'd uh, aim to wear yourself? Well, maybe no. Let's listen. The the close eighty five year gap. I don't think, to be honest, with you, I don't think any of them jerseys would fit me. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, listen, lucky woman. It, it's now I don't know this better than me, but you know it's it's really down to Calvin and Tipperary in a way now, where where they want their season to end. I suppose you know a few weeks ago if somebody had said there'd be you know Ulster and Munster champions respectively, I'm sure they'd have been over the moon. But you know two they have two weeks to prepare for semi-finals. Why not have a cut at it? Nobody expected them to win their provinces. They'll be absolutely I see there. Um, I think Dublin's even money were to win by more than 11 points in the All-Ireland semi-final. That's already up on the... So that's the way that's the way the bookies the bookies have it. Um, but, you know, why, why not why not have a go? Like Tipperary, watch Tipperary on TV yesterday and I was very, very impressed with, the, with their inside forward line in particular. And, you know, as we know, there's a number of those boys played against Tyrone five years ago in the under-21 final and they're not a bad side and... and uh, you know, the fact that the, the finally have got that monkey off their back, they've, they've got out of a province con, that contains Cork and Kerry. And, um, you know, Mayo, Mayo will not, um, not phase them. Uh, they'll go to that all Ireland semi-final thinking here, we've got a, a chance here. And, you know, what would be the chances? Somebody had said at the start of the year, first of all, you know, the, the four, the same four provincial winner are, would be still there from 100 years ago. You'd say, not a chance. Bookies would have told you to name your price, but you know what price? What on the what odds? Well, Dublin would be be very warm favourites, but uh, Dublin Tipperary hundred years on, and and perhaps then looking at that way, maybe this is the year that Mayo will, will finally finally um, win the Sam Maguire. And wouldn't it be ironic if, if, if after all the near misses, if um, there's nobody in Crook Park to see it. Yeah, and nobody and nobody Mayo. <laughs> Tell you, I mean, the, the way things have worked out, you think is the timing of it and the time of the year uh, helped the likes of Calvin and the likes of, of, of Tip really to, to maybe capitalise on the situation that <coughs> we find ourselves in? Well, you know, are you talking about like the circumstances we find ourselves in in terms of the COVID? COVID and, and with everything else and, and weather and dark evenings 
and all the rest. Listen, you can you can say that, but look at all the county teams, right? Preparing in the same way, in the same shape, and same for, same form. Um, and it's a bit, I suppose, guts and desire really get you, as Kevin has always mentioned in the past, when it comes to championship football, that gets you a long way. And you've seen from this Gavin team, you've seen from Tipperary, like, but there's a bit of class in that Tipperary team as well. You know, you can say what you want about, you know, uh, the guts and desire, but you've got Michael Quinlivan, like, like a, an absolutely superb forward, like O'Reardon there coming back, playing in the middle of the field. Those boys... Sure, and all remember the, the night in Dublin, the Parnell Park, the ding-dong battle that Tyrone had with them to win in All-Ireland on the 21, and it was a hard game, and it was a savage game to try and get over the lane. These, these are quality footballers, and they're all coming through now, and, you know, you have to be delighted for Tipperary, you have to be delighted for Cavan, you know, on the Tipperary one, they're, they're picking from a small pick of players in terms of their, you know, that football end of the county, and uh, I'm a big friends of... Uh, Damien Lawler down there, and like he was talking to him or texting him yesterday, just to wish him all the best. And you know, there are those lads. And if you're at all interested in football and Tipperary, you're involved and you're heavily involved. And you're, you're, he was in taking development squad teams not that long ago. Anybody that has any interest at all, they were grabbing them, you know, to get, and it just shows you the work that's gone in. Um, they're picking, you know, you could talk about the big populations in Dublin, but. You know, Tipperary are picking from a small number of clubs there when it comes to, to the fo- football element of it. And for them to go out and win a Munster Championship, shut is their All-Ireland. That's their All-Ireland this year. Um, but it just shows you, it is not about, and you've said this before, about the size of the dog. It's about the size of the fight in the, in the dog. And, you, you know, you can see it really coming to fruition this year, where these teams, when they're faced in adverse conditions, with no crowds, bad weather, Cold night training, these teams are they see the desire in them to come through, and uh, that's where Tip and, and, and Gavin have come through. Their hearts have been bigger than others, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, Niall, Damien talked about bad nights, cold nights, and all the rest. That brings me to your Of course, uh, there's been a few <laughs> cold nights up there. Just think, You're right. <laughs> obviously, uh, the, the process of the appointment of the new manager, uh. Uh, is, is ongoing as we speak and uh, I, I made a mistake this week because apparently you had to get a Gillick club to, to nominate you uh, it was a swimming club that nominated me but uh, anyway it, it wasn't acceptable not to worry but we're, we're, we're waiting myself and Harvey and Kelly would go with a, a blessed Sunday can you imagine but uh, listen uh, any, any thoughts any views on obviously Mickey Mickey has gone and uh, and that and uh I mean, he obviously had a huge impact on, on, on your county career, obviously the only county manager in terms of senior level that you worked under. Yeah, um, you know, unbelievable man. And, you know, so much has been said recently and I don't have to be saying too much, but just massive thank you to him for giving me my chance. And, you know, it's just absolute dream. I remember getting the phone call to join the panel, like, and uh, it's just it was special and it's been, it's been a great journey not only for me as a player joining the squad but as a fan as well and in the younger days like you know it's just been it's, always, uh, it's it, been unbelievable was always an ambition to be a county footballer a county senior player was that one of your uh, you know driving aims yeah yeah de- definitely you know when you're you know I always went to the games I was lucky enough that my dad would always brought me to the games minors on the 21 seniors and you, you just you wanted to be there and you know, no doubt, no doubt, the club was always, you know, the big one. Um, but 
past that you're always looking I want to I want to go to the highest level and play at senior level and you know Mickey give me my chance and you know I'm so grateful for it and yeah I'm looking forward to it's going to be a new change now and looking forward to new voicing and you know it's time to kick on again like and Mickey yeah. well, was they- fantastic like but we've just there's great squad of players there and you know hey caliber player around the county it's her own so I think um I don't know. I haven't been chatting with many of the boys, but I know I'm excited you know, about the future too. Niall, um, I know you said you were excited about when you got the phone call. Was it not something about? Was it not two phone calls that we made? Was it not two, in two different calendar years? Or <laughs> I, I'm just wondering. The only reason I ask is because the new man might need to know that <laughs> ring you twice, maybe in two different years to, to get you involved. Or you want to? A couple of people could need to ring me twice. No, I I had a few phone calls to join the panel, but um, just didn't feel ready for it. But I know that one at that time I was ready. I was actually uh, up in Port Stewart. I was staying in a house with B and B. Sorry, I was teaching up in Coleraine, and I remember getting the phone call, and I ran. I sprinted. I don't know if you know Port Stewart, but I sprinted across down the promenade. I was just buzzing around a certain place and then I was like right I'll stop here right <laughs> then but just you know people some people be saying about you know being a chore playing for your county and all you know different things they got recently but for me you know getting that phone call and you know for a lot of people it's just an absolute dream come through and you know I was through a few different injuries and different things they got so um no it was just it was it was class I, there is that thing about you know that you know there there are people who would say particularly around the Loch Shore area and throne they would say you know they would they would almost go on their hands and knees to to get to get playing for throne and and in, in fairness that is the case for a, for a lot of the guys who turn up to the county throne they, they really they see it as a great privilege don't they? Yeah, they do. Like, and when you look around the county and see the players that you know represented throne before, and you know even different players around around Tyrone as well. You're you're so lucky to have a jersey and that was one thing that Mickey was always brilliant at, at telling us about that privilege. You know, even if you're in the panel or not in the panel as well, just a privilege to have that Tyrone jersey because there's so many more people that would love to to have that chance. And you know, as you get older I think you you certainly appreciate that more. Uh, just when you mentioned uh, Mickey and uh, I'm not thinking of any message through there from a friend of mine in uh and let me just say, he's in a Leinster county. They tell me that uh, they have appointed a new. <laughs> so, um, right. And uh, you just don't know, do you? Well, uh, yeah, normally just give me uh, bum deals, and, and uh, I'm taking it as uh, serious. Watch this space. We'll, we'll break it here first. But slippers aren't on yet. Remember? Oh, I, I, <laughs> oh, I didn't see Kevin Kelly get the pipe out. It could be, it could be a different, a different set of circumstances. Now, from your own point of view, presently, bracket up there, no, I didn't know what. From your own point of view, now, in terms of obviously county footballers now, there's no. I, 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 no, well, I think we can break that. You want to go with them? Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> might as well break it. Might as well break it because Damian Lawler has just gone, gone live with it, and he says. 
Some breaking news, RTE. Mickey Hart tonight has been ratified as the new Louds Senior Football Manager, a three-year term for the Ergo Kiernman. He will be joined by Gavin Devlin. They are. Now, let me tell you... And they will also take the under-20s. Yeah, three weeks ago, a man who broke the news to me contacted me and asked me did I know anybody who might be interested in managing Louds. And my answer to him was Mickey Hart. And this was before. <laughs> so anyway, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, now what I was saying to you was this. Um, from your own point of view, county players now, no such thing as an off season. In terms of your fitness, what it work, what what have you you got I suppose you like, like you've got a room at the house with all the all the gym equipment and all your, your everything set up, I suppose. Yeah, no, you know, it is it's hard, like, you know, because I would be a big advocate of you know the players getting a an off season you know a proper off season as well because you need it but you know I've taken a few weeks away there and once you take a few weeks away it's like anything else you just want to get back into it but you know I'm lucky enough to have you know a bit of gym work or gym you know equipment about the house and everything so I keep myself busy and you know especially the skills element I know we're chatting about the gym but I think the skills part is really important too, and especially now, um, I think the game is starting to go that way again at club and county level. They're focusing the skills. You talked about Dublin, but you know you look, you take a look at their skills: left hand, you know, um, right hand, left foot, right foot. That goal that we just talked about, Fenton came through. He used his weaker hand and straight the rock, and it was in. And it's those fine small margins, and they're they're. Um, they're controllable, like everyone can get better at those things. Um, so yeah, like I'm not gonna get too big or too massive. It's just not me, but you know, I'll be doing a bit of conditioning and I'll be focusing on you know those things and everybody has something that they want to improve on. But it's nice, nice to have a wee bit of time off, uh, like playing a bit of golf, a bit of tennis there. So you know, <laughs> change it up. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, a bit of golf and a bit of tennis. <laughs> We didn't do it in there. The, that's, a te- that's when you're a teacher, you can do them things, you know. But the, no comment. One of the things that impressed over the first, the first lockdown way back was, Kevin, the number of videos of youngsters out practicing the basic skills that Niall talked about there with football and with hurdles. And I mean, it was uh, brothers and sisters out and they were challenging each other and all sorts of challenges that took place. And I mean... We probably got away from it. The senior players, we think, were fully developed, but really and truly, the point that I was making, you must constantly try to develop your skill base. That's something that, we, as senior players, the focus should be very much on. Well, that's it. Look, it's, it's maybe back to old school. It, it was great to see the initiative of all, of all clubs in Tyrone and, and all over Ireland. These great uh, challenges that sat, and wasn't it great to see? That's what makes the GA so special. But maybe we had got away from them sort of things. Like, I know... I know when we were growing up, I don't know how many windows of the house I broke, or I know there was two or three garage doors had to be replaced, but, uh, you know, um, sometimes yeah, the ball didn't come back to the gable wall and went through the window. <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> nothing, you know what I mean? There's nothing, you know, them it's the skills that, you know, as Niall said there, obviously it's, it's changed times there. There's a lot of gym work and conditioning and all to be done, but, you know, it shouldn't be done at the expense of the basic skills of the game. You know, it's uh, Dublin. Dublin are physically strong in that, but the pace they break at, and as Niall said, the way they execute the, the scores, the way they can pick out the pass, they can mix it—the short passes, long passes. They're 
you know, they are things that everybody can work on. And, uh, you know, even especially in these times here now when, when the pitches are closed and things like that, they, you can't, you know, there's there's a wall or a fence or something you can be kicking a ball back, you know, it'll come back to you and, and uh, does no harm to try the left foot, the right foot, right hand, left hand, whatever. And uh, them the things that everybody can brush up on and it'll only improve you as a player. Improving as a player now, I suppose you're, you're very much an advocate of it. You're also very much an example of, of what can be done when you prepare, uh, prepare properly and work hard at it. Obviously, much of that hard work starts with the club. Not a bad year for the club, Niall, but I suppose it's one that again you're thinking, listen, we could have done better. And I suppose there's an argument that the, the league final one maybe is let slip away. Yeah, um, again, it was just, it was great to get, you know, football and club football and everything this year as well, you know, after what was going on. Um, but I suppose uh, in our case, like it was nice for, you know, the county players as well to be with the clubs. Like I, I really enjoyed this season with the club. You were with, you know, your friends for life, the boys that you grew up with and you weren't just coming back after a season and next thing, two weeks, you've got a league game and championship coming up. You knew the system, you knew what way we were playing. Um, and it was great just even being there at Trim as well. Yeah, um, here, we talk about the fine margins again. There's so many teams in Tyrone um, within club football that, you know, believe that they can win the championship and that'll be the same next year. And we we always go out with that Seki too as well. Um, close, um, but not close enough. And that's been the, the case for a while. But young side and we're, we're building like, a lot of other teams too as well. Um, the league final, you know, Kelly Clare had a very strong start and, you know, we came back really well into it. And once it goes to penalties, then it's a lottery for me. Personally, it was very disappointing to be missing that, but that's the, the times that we're living, you know, we're, you know, we're living in. Um, but um, no, happy with the progress that's, you know, been happening with the club and different things. And, you know, Collie and Q and, you know, those men yourself, it's great to have those men on board but 2021 is just you know it's around the corner and each team and Kevin he'll tell you Gabley everyone like you know it's just it's a pure dogfight in Division 1 and I, I love it because every day you go out you have to be ready and you have to prepare prepared like for any you know up in Gabley this year like Kevin Kelly texts me after the game saying that I double hopped the ball like you know that's that's what you get like all the time but you didn't didn't you uh, now no <laughs> Can I just, just uh, on, I don't know. What did he text you? Uh, what did he text you? Uh, only if I double, double bounce the ball, it could have been a Galbi Kelly
Yeah, here there's there's many boys, and as you say, it's a clean slate. Whoever the new man's going to be in, for everyone, it'll be you know it'll be starting off, and you just have to look around the county, and there's just the quality of players. It's it's unbelievable, and um, you know within our, my own club as well. Like I just know, like obviously Peter's been around and around Shin as well. Like there's like I could name a number of boys there. It could be there Emmett McNabb's been around teams. Uh, Ryan McCusker, there's you know, and um, you know, there's many more like that solid, solid players. Um, so you know, it's an opportunity for them and many others. <laughs> you know, you'll probably have you know, you'll like Stungan and different clubs like you boys be around from football, you know the story yourselves. It's just, um, yeah, but we're not like club we football. It's we have to wait, we can release the names now. We just uh, we're looking for your views and opinions on this one. All right, right. Uh, no, I'll, I'll just give my ID then. Um, <laughs> no, uh, plenty, plenty of boys, uh, as, I, as I said, they're like, but county football is a big step up too, like, you know, so, um, but I'm sure, uh, as I said, they're like the new man, whoever it's going to be, is going to be given a chance and probably be trials or whatever. So um, it's, it's exciting when you look at Connor McKenna, who came back there. To, Tara Cannon, Cahill, uh, hopefully to come back next year. And, you know, there's a, even around the squad, there's just uh, there's great players there and great fellas too as well. I, I love being part of that team. Like, um, uh, And again, I'm sure there'll be a lot of boys still will be will be around because we're very ambitious. But we're fair to say now that, that uh, like the new manager will inherit a, a very strong squad because we mentioned this here a few weeks, you know, that... It's it's a young squad. Um, you know, I can't foresee too many retirements, if any, and obviously there will be additions as well. But like Tyrone, Tyrone County football, the county teams in a, in a, in a strong position now. Be fair to say. Yeah, certainly. And you know, we're in Division One next year again. You know, you look at our age profile, and you know, our age pro- profile is very good. You know, there's a lot of experience there, um, good heads and youth there too as well. So. We're not we're not in a bad place uh, at all. So we just want to be making you know the the next step. Um, and you know I don't think there needs to be too you know massive of changes. But you obviously need um, you know new faces and you need that new blood to to come in and you know give that give that energy. But no, it's definitely not all doom and gloom. Um, and you know uh, the squad which is there, like you know it's um it's it's high quality. You know you know that from training to as well like the competition for places from your own point of view there you mentioned Cahill McShane you mentioned Darry Canavan you mentioned uh, Conor McKenna of course Mark Bradley guys that got all forwards uh, now so obviously you were going to have to look at possibly repositioning yourself maybe further down the field um, when this new manager comes in and uh, picks the first A versus B team would you be handed what uh, five six or seven what do you think I always, always thought that you had a back, you know. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Like, you know, I'll be up to the, the manager, of course. But, I, you know, I'd, I hear, I'll play anywhere. Anyone knows me knows I'll play anywhere for the team. You know, if it means going nuts, I'll do that too as well. But I do Good. really enjoy, like, playing the half. No, I would. I would, actually. But, no, Morgan or Benny <laughs> wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> as long as there's an end Morgan, that. Eh? No, as long as there's an L in that, it'll be all right. <laughs> That's true. 
but no, I do, I do uh, you know, I play a lot of my club football from, you know, there deep and I really enjoy that side. And I started off as a defender, so I do have that aspect of my game too as well. You know, when I first started with Tyrone, we were probably were lacking a bit of forwards. I moved up, I started at centre of back and then moved up and, um, you know, it's, it was great and all that there, but... No, I do. I do like playing on the half back line as well, and probably maybe more so feel feel comfortable there. So, yeah, and here it's as I said, I'm I'm going to have to make an impression, and um, I'm looking forward to that. And whoever the, the new man is, I'm going to you know try my best to, to show that I'm not finished yet. So, uh, so Niall, you're, what you're saying is uh, the day you were picked for the team talk All Stars against the Moor, um. Whenever you were playing back lane by Noel McGinn, who had over and had a word with Mickey Hart just to say where your true position was, that was that was, you came to life that day, all right, didn't you? That was, there was a bit of bait in that one. These are getting the job, aren't you, boys? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there was a bit of bait. What match was that? Was that last year? Was, or that? The, was that last year? Oh, the first in Dramore? Was it uh, uh, Yeah, that was the last uh, yes. That was the All Star Awards Nile you turned up to. You've you there's a few you didn't bother turn up to, but that no no that was the one you did turn up to. <laughs> I used to hear that. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I remember those days too as well. I remember being young, like these boys were calling me, and I was like, nah, at the one night. Cheekish, but as you get older, you kind of you start to realise that um, you know your your um, kind of career and different things. You, you appreciate those things, I think, a wee bit more when you're. I don't know, when I was younger, I was very in that kind of zone, yeah. like, you know, which isn't isn't a bad thing. But no, um, I enjoyed it that day. And I don't know, plans are more. And I think the boys know me anyway, but um, I definitely got stuck into that day too. Like, um, cool. So um, I think I think anybody who knows me <laughs> knows if I'm playing for any team, like I'll, I'll do my very best. Yeah, well, funny you just said you mentioned the All-Star game, of course. This Friday night, uh, had things been uh, as they were last year, we've been having our all-star gig this this Friday night, but unfortunately, it hasn't happened as a result of the COVID. So we're still uh, working away in the background, uh, preparing for the all-star awards. Of course, and they will take place at some stage. We just again very much dependent on the uh, dictates that come from the, uh, the from Stormont and, and and from from the government. Now, listen, before we, we, we finish off, just go back to that news we got tonight, just through there, on Mickey Hart and Horse uh, heading to Louth. Now, I suppose Mickey did. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That is true, That's yeah. Mad. And the interesting thing is, yeah. Louth, and you were us talking about Leinster teams there, like. Sure. Uh, could this. I just got a text through there. That could this be it? Louth to take part in next year's McKenna Cup. I don't know how true that is, but um it hasn't changed my opinion. It hasn't changed my opinion now, and that's and that's to take about fifteen or sixteen years with them. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well no, I haven't heard any words yet in my life, so <laughs> well it's red and white, it's the same colour. Oh yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Listen, don't doubt us. You heard it here first and it was it was uh, right. I can tell that's you that's the one. Yeah, my source is actually very highly placed on the right county board. But anyway, <laughs> listen, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, or t- tonight to, to, to talk to us. And uh, whatever or whoever takes over as the county manager, we wish you and them well in your uh, career for next year. And uh, hopefully 
whether it be this time next year or whatever, hopefully we have uh, lots to look forward to and uh, it'll be nice to think it will help uh, relieve Cavan of their, ha- their grip on the uh, Austria Championship. And, uh, but we'll wish- and, uh, what's in the lesson plan for tomorrow then, Niall? Um, I'm I'm off at the minute now, but so it's online learning. I'm back self isolating. So, what's on at the morning is a bit of bit of comprehension to get through, and <laughs> bit of times tables work. Just you know, I mean, is that you? Is that you? But but a tennis in the evening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh what, what a tough couple! Uh, it's it nearly Christmas. Come on. Hi. <laughs> That's the end of the, the <laughs> show tonight. As I say, our thanks to Neil, to Kevin, and Damien. And uh, we we'll look forward to talking to you next week. All the best. Thank you, boys.